Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Yeah, that's me. Thank you for the intro. It's great to be here. Happy Friday to you. I'm always excited on Fridays for a couple of reasons. Of course, the weekend is close, but also uh, I get to do a high school football game on the radio tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, traveling up to Park City. Do the Panthers taking on the Park City Miners, and that game has uh, state implications because uh, Park City's the team that knocked Pineview out of the playoffs last year. Now they have the, I mean, I don't turn this into a sports talk show, but they have the whole new rankings, uh, you know, everybody's in, and they rank them 1 through 24 and everything. And so this this game could mean a lot down the road, depending on, of course, what happens in region play for both these teams. But uh, I'm excited. Football game tonight. Uh, be right here at 7 o'clock on KDXU. Pineview slight favorites in that game. Although, like I said, Park City is the one that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Uh, on the docket on the show today, first of all, it's Open Line Friday. We'll be taking your calls. We'll love to hear from you. We'll even let the, we'll give Seth a little segment of his own here uh, during the program and let him take a couple of minutes. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Tim Anderson from the uh, Dixie. Let's see. Well, I'm going to mess. The, the, uh, the uh, acronym is DSUHC. Uh, dot org is their website and uh, that's uh, they're the folks that don't want Dixie the name Dixie taken out of what we do and where we are and who we are uh, here in southern Utah uh, didn't didn't take me I don't know that we took any calls maybe one or two calls but though I'll take your call today and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the Dixie name and what it means to you uh, also uh, COVID-19 I thought this was fascinating and we'll get to a little more of it in a minute but uh I had a friend, their their kid, their college-age kid was doing a research paper, and they asked three questions. And the question number one was, do you know anyone who has COVID-19, has or had? The question number two, uh, then to follow up with that, do you know anyone who has died from COVID-19? And uh, the, the third question was uh, was a matter of, uh, have you been exposed or have you been close to anyone who has had COVID-19? And uh, I thought you could answer anonymously, anonymously. It was just a Facebook poll. Uh, I thought it was really fascinating, though, that uh, about yeah, about half the people didn't know a single person who had had it. Uh, a, a lot of other people, myself included, uh, non-professionally. So I've known a few, I've talked to a few people on this show who have had it, but as far as personal life, I've only known one person who got COVID nineteen, and. Uh, and then, uh, you know, have I been exposed? No, I haven't been close to anyone that, that has had it. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, on the program as well. Uh, the Real Salt Lake soccer owner, the owner of the RSL, his name is Hal Loy Hansen. Did I, maybe, I better check the, uh, the uh, again. Oh, Del Loy Hansen, D-E-L-L-L-O-Y, two names, uh, Hansen. He went on his own radio station that he owns and said some things that I didn't, I didn't find offensive or racist at all, but apparently somebody did. And he's in a little bit of a hot water, a little bit of hot water. So we'll talk about that uh, during later on in the show too. And we'll follow up uh, Dr. Vleet. We had on the, the other day talked about hydroxychloroquine and how they're blocking it. And it's all about money and politics. Uh, she wrote a new paper that was out uh, two days ago and uh, she's on it and she's like, you, you need to understand that decisions were made in this country that for money and for politics that have killed people. People have died because they didn't use, they wouldn't let them use hydroxychloroquine. So we'll get that on there as well. Uh, right now it's 913 and then we'll bring Seth Stinson in. And Seth, uh, uh, what's going on, man? How are you doing today? 
I hear correctly that uh, the mayor of Enterprise, could you tell me his name? Uh, wow, I'm having a brain cramp right now. Let me think. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me just go ahead and say, he did announce that they hadn't canceled the Corn Fest, right? They have not canceled the Corn Fest. It is on. And, in fact, he'll move heck in high water to get make sure that thing happens. All right. Well, that, that, that was the point. I'm getting uh, uh, on the local um, neighborhood watch. People weren't aware that there was a Corn Festival, so... I just wanted that maybe on the way by you could stop either up or down. We're going to disband about noon and check into our farmer's market on the way up the hill. Yeah, sounds like a good idea and uh, certainly love fresh vegetables. By the way, his name is Brandon Humphreys. Uh, there you I had, go. I had to look it up. I, it, it was so weird. You asked it and I was like, wait a minute, I know his name. What is it? And then I wanted to say Sorensen. Uh, I, I, I had the first name down, but Brandon Humphreys is his name. Now, what do they call... Um, um, a camel with no hump. Uh, I don't know. What do they call a camel with no hump? Humphrey. Humphrey. I like it. Brandon Humphrey. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> That'll stick it in your mind. <laughs> I had, we, I don't know if you heard uh, the show the other day, uh, we had the uh, the dam specialist on the, from the Washington Carter Water Conservancy District, and I asked him, uh, what does a fish say when he swam into a, a concrete wall? And, of course, damn. the fish says, damn, yeah. That's one of my daughters that, you know, back when she was 10 years old, she loved that joke because it gave her permission to swear, kind of. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I've been, do you, do you remember opening up a prescription and there's this little thing in it and then you open it up and it's as big as a suitcase, it's a letter and it's uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, thick things, yep. Yeah. Well, um I, I've been reading uh, what's on the vaccine, and they come in sections 13.1. Mm -hmm. said this vaccine has not been tested for carcinogenic, for mutagenic, or the potential for impairment of fertility. Oh, now which vaccine are we talking about? All vaccines. All vaccines. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it to uh, Dr. Blodgett on the air, and, of course, he poo-pooed it and said, oh, yeah, they have to put that in there. But the bottom line is I don't think I'd like to have a vaccine that hasn't been tested if it would make me sterile. And you uh, went ahead this week, I think, and mentioned, would you take it if sometime down the road you were deaf or sterile or whatever? Mm -hmm. and of course, I don't think anybody bought that idea. But this one uh, can cause genetic uh, problems. It can cause cancer. And it can cause sterility if you read that in English. Because they haven't bothered to test it, maybe there's a reason they haven't bothered to test it. Mm, so you're saying so maybe... maybe rushing through it. The Russians are putting out a vaccine. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want anything from China or Russia no, no, no. in my arm. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do believe that uh, President Trump has indicated that he's mobilized the military to deliver that vaccine. Really? I hadn't heard that. I'll have to look, well, have to look into that. Uh, mm-hmm. And oh, I heard him say it, so um, uh, that it's going to roll out and it's sort of going to be the answer to everything. And I have doubts about that because if it's sort of flu-like, uh, they haven't found a vaccine for the flu. Well, and you know what's you know what is at play here too is 
is people are at, at this point we're so uh, I don't know what the word is we're stir crazy maybe with what's with the pandemic and being trapped at home and wearing masks and everything that I think they're going to get a lot of people who will say yeah I'll take anything just let me go out to the movies or whatever you know you know what I mean I mean the psychological effect well, cabin fever you know when yeah. you lock people up they just want to do some silly things I guess they're, they're having parties uh, at people's houses so they might catch it. And to answer your question about the COVID, I've got my, my daughter-in-law is a COVID nurse yeah. up in uh, RN, up in uh, Happy Valley in, in Provo. Uh, she woke up one morning and couldn't uh, taste or smell. Oh, boy. And that was her only symptom is that, you know, she doesn't remember a fever or anything. No they shortness of breath. And they put her they put her on quarantine for two weeks, and her husband, who is also a nurse, and and uh, but I've had members of the family come down with it, but no one I know has ever died because it's generally people at risk who are already sick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that may include more of us than we really understand because we don't take care of ourselves. Yeah, that's true. My my wife is an asthmatic, and we've actually, you know, we've asked each other, does that make her an at-risk person? Will Will COVID-19 do serious damage, maybe even kill her, if she were to come down with it? And I don't even know the answer to that. Well, otherwise, I think she's healthy. I'm an asthmatic, too, but I control it by diet. Yeah, she's, she's definitely and, very healthy. And people who like to vape, apparently, they publish results. You're 10 times likely, more likely to die if you're vaping or maybe using marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there, you know, we put ourselves at risk and then wonder why these opportunistic things finish us off. But it's, you know, I, I mean, Seth, you, you go, you, I, I mean, I, I like to, I like to have the occasional, you know, Oreo cookie, you know, and, and probably more than occasional a glass of milk or chocolate milk and, and a cookie. And I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, people who, uh, for whatever reason, sometimes do expose themselves to the unhealthy side of things, and and it's hard to it's it's hard to say no to that kind of thing. I mean, if there's a if there's a uh, all meat pizza out there, Seth, and it's free, and somebody says, "Here, have a piece of pizza," I'm going to have one probably. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> it's you know, if you want to control your weight, if you want to live uh, a long, happy life, it, maybe it's it's worth it, and you get sort of get used to it. As a matter of fact, something that I just I wanted to ask you, have you uh, eaten a jujubee? Not for about 40 years. I haven't had a jujubee in a long, long time, but I do remember them. Uh, this is the kind that grows on a tree that God made. Oh, I thought you were talking about the candy at the movie theater. Yes, that's sticking your teeth. And yeah, 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 yeah. That one's out, right? Yeah, that, that oh, oh, look at that! I got a free filling with uh, <laughs> my jujube. Yes, it used to be my favorite candy in the movies because sure. it would last a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm selling the ones that are right off the tree. It's also called the Chinese date, and it's a miraculous kind of food in that it doesn't flower until June or July. Hmm. That means it never freezes out, and the jujubee trees produce a bumper crop every year. Wow. I, I guess I need to look that one up, Seth, because I've never even heard of a jujubee fruit. I, thought, I really did. Thought, I thought you were talking about the candy. 
Me too. Well, and, and that's what attracted <laughs> to me. And it, it's not the most tasty, the most delicious fruit, uh. but all over Asia and all over the Middle East, jujubes are prolific. Yeah. All right. Nate South got to run. Uh, anything Thank else? Eh? Thank you. Yeah. Good to talk to you. You bet. Bye-bye. It's open line Friday, 673-5890. Had some folks calling in, and we got, we'll get to your calls now if you want to call, and the lines are open at 673-5890. I was you know, talking a little bit about uh, do you know anyone who has had COVID-19? Do you? Now, I'm not talking about I think I maybe had it. No, I'm talking about people. Do you know someone who has tested positive for COVID-19? Not someone you heard on the radio, not something you heard about on the news. I, do you personally know anyone who has had COVID-19? And if you have, were you around them very much to the point where, you know, with the contact tracing and all that, did you have to get tested? And uh, and then beyond that, uh, the final question is, do you know anyone who has died from COVID-19? Now, there's, what, 400 people that in the entire state that have died from COVID-19. So uh, chances are you probably don't know anyone. But let's go to the phone lines. Open line Friday. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you today? Well, they hung up. Let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you today? Good morning. Morning. I'm fine. Good. Thanks for calling. You know, I know hundreds and hundreds of people all over the United States and in, in different countries. I do not know a single person who has had it. Not one. Hmm. Not a single one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like that's a pretty common thing, like. You know, we're, we're, we're turning this, uh, this world upside down, and, and I'm like, I knew one. I've known one person personally. I've talked to people on the show, but I've known one. And, and me, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think we're overreacting. And, and I've said it before, but now, now I'm, I, I, got, I had a friend that did that poll on Facebook, and there were at least half of the people that didn't know any, a single person that had it. Well, this is what happens when science and medicine becomes political. Yeah. You know, you know. I wanted I wanted to ask you something else, or make a statement. You know, a few days ago you had the the new chief of police on. Yeah, Kyle Whitehead. Yep. Yeah. You know, when people, you know, I and mean, this is kind of a constant theme of mine, but you know, when people come on and they're asked a question, like, you know, did you kneel for BLM or did you do this and that? Mm-hmm. You know, the public servants are being paid by us. And they don't have the backbone to say it. I mean, it could be just yes or no. They, they cannot do it. And when that happens, Andy, they are hiding something. Mm. You know, and so. that's spooky. That's scary. These are the people that we pay to defend us. So does that mean that if there was started to be looting and rioting in St. George, that he would stand down? And watch it burn. Yeah, I, I hope not. I, I definitely, you know, I definitely hope you know, not. Uh, you know, if you ever have a chance to have him on again, you know, maybe encourage him just to just be upfront and talk talk to us. I mean, we are adults. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know? yeah, no, and I appreciate your sentiment. I, I agree with you in that uh, I, I felt like both he and Mayor Pike were a little bit evasive when those questions were asked and. And uh, I don't think they were, I, I don't know, I don't know that I agree that they were hiding things, but I think that they were 
uh, afraid, afraid is that the right word? They were, they were un, unhappy about having to air it in public. In fact, Kyle Whitehead, the, the chief of police said, please call my personal line. I'll talk to you. If you want to call me at the station, we'll, we'll chat. Uh, I don't think he was afraid of talking about it one-on-one. I, I just don't think he wanted it out, out, you know, on a radio station. And, and uh, hopefully we'll get a little better at getting answers from those guys because, I mean, that's what this show is about. And Mayor Pike has said many times, I'm on this show. I want people to ask me the hard questions, and I want to try to answer those hard questions. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous time for making statements because, okay, let, let me give you a scenario. Okay, I, we're, we're pretty uh, sheltered here in St. George as far as uh, politics. Uh, we're not going to get protests, probably. We're not going to get people who... Uh, are going to take something that we said, like what happened to the RSL, the, uh, the soccer, the owner of the soccer team, uh, and and take it out of context and publish it all over the internet and Twitter and wherever else, and and have people you know protesting our houses or or uh, shutting down our businesses. Probably not going to happen here in St. George. And it's funny, my wife says all the time, careful what you say, honey. You're going to say something and make somebody mad. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of my job, say things and make people unhappy a little bit. But I don't, I don't do it to make people unhappy. I say things because that's how I feel. But uh, if we were in a different market, and I think that's, what, I think that's why uh, Chief Whitehead and Mayor Pike uh, did not want to say exactly what they were thinking because – they could very easily be taken out of context. Uh, it could cost them their jobs. It could cost them their livelihoods. It could cost them, you know, in Mayor Pike's case, he has, he has a full-time job outside of the mayor's job, which is a whole other topic altogether. I think St. George needs a full-time mayor, but that's, like I said, that's a, that's a topic for another day. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that the, they can say whatever they want, uh, say how they're truly feeling, I think it's a little bit dangerous because we're, we're protected here, but, Say somebody's driving through from, you know, Boise to Vegas or, or uh, Salt Lake to L.A., and they hear on the radio somebody make a provocative statement that could be construed as being racist. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a, a writer or a, t- a talking head on TV or a news uh, a radio guy, and he, and he makes that the subject of his next show or their next article or whatever the, the case may be. Then you've got a situation where you've got people who uh, – are from other places who are saying, oh, you hear about St. George, they're racist. There's one guy on the radio, or the mayor, or the chief of the police said this, that, or the other thing. And, and then, you, you know, you've got all these weird, strange, violent, sick people coming to your town and creating protests and, and doing things that we just don't want here. I mean, there's a reason people are moving here in droves from all over the country, in particular from the west of here and southwest of here. Uh, is because uh, this is a very conservative town that does not have a lot of the problems that a town this size has. I mean, that Kenosha, Wisconsin, or that uh, that guy was shot, that's about the size of St. George. And they've had violent uh, looting for a couple of nights this week. I think it was better last, last night, but they've had some, they've had some issues. So anyway, just, just food for thought there. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm glad people call in and say what they want. In fact, a lot of times what, what I'll do is I'll have a guest on and I'll, I'll have them on and I'll say, now you're aware I'm, we're going to take calls and you, there might be some hard questions. 
And fortunately, uh, you listeners are so great, you will ask those hard questions, so I don't have to. I don't have to be the bad guy. I don't have to ask the hard question. You guys can ask what you think, and then they can either squirm or not answer or answer or evade or, or whatever. But uh, I, like I said, I love my listeners. I love you guys calling in and, and uh, putting the feet to the fire, and uh, you can do it to me too. Six seven three five eight ninety. Let's take another call, and then we'll go to weather. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Hi, uh, Andy. I had a couple of things that I wanted to comment on, if I may. Yeah, fire away. I've had, I have not had COVID. I am uh, no, uh, in my ward at church, one child in one family um, has had it. Hmm. You know, that's the closest I know anybody, and I am not, I do not know anybody who has died from the virus. Hmm. Um, you know, and, uh the other, the next thing I wanted to comment quickly on was the um, uh, on uh, the name Dixie. Yeah. And uh, first, uh, um, the county per, uh, county fair parade, the the uh, you know keep the name Dixie people had a float that yeah, I they thought did. was great. And um, my wife and I moved here 15 years ago from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. A couple years after uh, we came here, uh, a couple friends of mine came out on a, a business visit, actually. Yeah. And one of the, one of them asked me two questions. Um, the first one was, "What's the triple deuce?" Because uh, at the time, uh, the, I, I can't remember if they were leaving on a deployment or coming back from a deployment, but there were billboards up every everywhere. You know. Uh, um, in support of the triple deuce, and so right. I you know, told him about that, and then he said, "Why do they call this area Dixie? Where does the name Dixie come from?" And and so, you know, I told him uh, at least as much of the history as as uh, and and what's behind it as I knew at the time. I know a lot more now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he thought, "Oh," and was okay with it. Uh, not offended, um, thought the name was just fine, and it made absolute sense. Yeah. The other thing is my daughter, who is as radical as they come, uh-huh. lives in the Chicago area, has a Black Lives Matter sign uh, in her wind, in the window of her apartment, has ne- and been out here several times to um, uh, visit us, Never once has said uh, um, anything about the name Dixie, and if really? there was a, if there was ever a social justice champion, it's my daughter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she didn't have a problem with it. That's okay? good. To, that's good to hear. Yeah, and and uh, from my personal observation, a few years ago when. Um, you know, there was a move on to get uh, the university to change its name. To me personally, it looked to me, it felt like it was a bunch of people uh, looking for an excuse to be offended. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're offended, it's because you choose to be offended. Well said, and, yeah. And, you know, and the last thing I wanted to um um, I served my mission in Germany, mm-hmm. returned in 1969, and uh, the big deal then was the Hong Kong flu, and no one had a, a problem with it being called Hong Kong flu. That's right. 
That's right. So anyway, awesome. thanks for the opportunity and, and have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. He made a lot of good points. It's so many good points that I, I'm trying, having a hard time wrapping my, my mind around all four of them. But, yeah, definitely some good points. I've uh, got to pay some bills here. We'll get the uh, weather break in. When we come back. We'll take your phone calls again. 673-5890 is the phone number. A couple of interesting things here. Uh, well, first of all, I, I think it's uh, absolutely hilarious that Nancy Pelosi thinks that the, uh, Joe Biden shouldn't shouldn't debate Donald Trump. It's like, uh, yeah, no, Trump just lies. You shouldn't debate him. Uh, Trump would absolutely destroy, will absolutely destroy Biden in a debate. It's, it's going to be actually pretty comical. Biden just can't think on his feet anymore. He's just too old. Uh, but uh, so during the break here. Uh, Kind of humorous. Uh, I, I got a couple of texts. One of them reminded me I knew actually two people that had COVID-19, uh, not one. So uh, thank you for the reminder there. Uh, the other thing is, so uh, during one of your phone calls uh, during the show today, the boss po- poked his head in in the door here in the studio. And, of course, I was talking on the radio, and, I, you, you know, you, I'm not a good enough multitasker to do little hand signals to him or anything while I'm talking. So he just he just kind of gave me a smile and a thumbs up. And then uh, a couple of minutes later, I get a text. Uh, this is from the big boss, the GM. says, see me after your show, please. Now, <laughs> you're doing a live radio show, and the boss says, see me after your show, please. I'm like, uh, well, at least he didn't ask me to bring uh, all my personal belongings because, uh, you know, you know what that means, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to go see the boss. It's, the thing is, is I do a live radio show. I don't think he's listening. Maybe he is listening. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it, all the all the laundry gets aired out, uh, including the see me after your show, please, uh, things. But, uh, yeah, we, I actually kind of, I, I'm pretty sure I know what the, this is about. And it actually has nothing to do with me. Well, it has something to do with me, but actually with someone else. So uh, we will see the boss after the show. Let's, let's go back to the phone lines. It's 938. Welcome to the show. Thank you for calling today. You're on. What's up? Well, hopefully it'll continue to be a happy Friday. Yeah, well, yeah, things could change in about uh, 20, <laughs> 21 minutes. <laughs> oh, where do you start? Uh, first off, no, I don't know anyone personally hmm. who's had coronavirus. However, I do know people who have had members of their families who have tested positive. Okay. Do you They're know- all still alive and well and yeah. doing just fine. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know. I think we're learning. Anyhow, I, I know it's anecdotal, you know, but I think we're learning a lot. If none of us knows anybody that that has died from it, it kind of kind of takes the edge off of being scared of this disease, doesn't it? Yeah, just a little. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, let's go back to, you know, you just mentioned Joe Biden and, and Pelosi saying don't debate him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody happened to hear his VP pick last night on MSNBC, I believe it was. I saw the quotes this morning. I didn't hear it, but I saw. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, the rioting will not end if Joe Biden wins, and neither should it. Yeah. Those are words right out of Kamala Harris's mouth, folks. Mm -hmm. All of you Democrats out there that think that Biden and Harris are the answers to all of our problems, well, 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 I guess you think that rioting, violence, looting isn't a problem. Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. She's the she's so, the same one that said she was going to come after our guns if she got elected back when she was running for president. She said she was going to take them away. Yeah, yeah, the, the Beto O'Rourke thing. Hell yeah, we're going to come and get them. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, uh, Democrats, if if you really, especially if you're moving here, 
because uh, I hate to tell you, but this area has been very conservative. We love the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. We kind of tend to, yeah, we cling to our religion and our firearms Mm -hmm. because those are tenets of freedom. So, you know. And uh, just, just, I just want everybody to think about that. Every time we get a new subdivision that opens up, and you hear 4,000 more homes going out here, 2,000 more homes going out there, we're going to build another subdivision here and there, and on and on and on. Yeah. We have a 70% chance, if not higher, of somebody moving into one of those homes that thinks like Kamala Harris mm. and Joe Biden, mm. because that's where they're coming from. That hurts. I don't even like to hear that. That hurts. Hey, that's the reality of it. I mean, not everyone, because I have run into a lot of people that have moved here and said, thank God I picked the right place, mm-hmm. because they can own guns. They can have free religion. They're, you know, they're conservative. But not everybody thinks that way that's coming here. And drive around, and trust me, you're finding more and more Black Lives Matter and Joe Biden signs popping up all over the place. And again... I don't know how you can live and call yourself an American and vote for people or support people like that. Well, you know, and, and I'm with you on this, that, you know, I, I there are Donald Trump has some real flaws. I mean, he, he really does. And, and there are times when he says stuff and I just cringe. But if you I, it's really what they said last night at the Republican National Convention, the American way of life, the, the one we grew up with is on trial this this election and if we turn hard left to joe biden that's going to go away yeah and we might as well start calling it the ussa yeah you know the united soviet socialist states of america Mm -hmm. um and in fact if i remember correctly didn't they remove under god from their pledge they did at the dnc convention they left it out wow hmm interesting unbelievable You know, I mean, just, folks, if you really, truly support this, I think you might want to consider moving to Cuba or Venezuela because they've got your utopia already in place. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Good to talk to you today. We're going to go to uh, another, uh, go to line three here in a second. But I just, uh, honestly, as much as, and if you've listened to the show, you know I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter, but I am not uh, a, a Trump supporter with blinders on. I realize he has flaws. He ha- he's I mean he's he's arrogant and egotistical. Uh, he loves to take credit for things, uh, even when he didn't necessarily accomplish them. Uh, he does not choose his words as carefully as we would like from our the president of the United States. But honest honest truth is he made promises when he was running and he tried with every fiber of his being to keep those promises. He's trying. And I don't know, you know, you you go now, okay, he's going to make promises to keep, you know, building the economy to try to help America, you know, uh, be a little harder for illegals to come in here for crying out loud and get people to, you know, if you want to come to America, do it the right way. He's trying, he's trying to do those things. And if you, if you, really feel like that that kind of america isn't the america you want i i I agree with the caller man go somewhere else because i like america i love america i love being an american i love the american dream the idea that i can work my tail off and get somewhere all right let's go back to the phone lines caller you're on with andy this morning what's up good morning morning 
hey, I love Dixie College, or at least I used to. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it when they changed the name from Rebels to Trailblazers. Well, if you remember, there was a while it was a red storm even, which was really bad. <laughs> hey, there's, there's a guy in St. George history that needs more credit, and that guy is Orson Pratt. Orson Pratt. Okay, tell me a little bit more about him. He was one of the original 12 apostles that Joseph Smith selected in the 1830s. And he came to St. George. He was here with the Rastus Snow. And he built the house right north of the tabernacle, just on the west side of Thomas Judd's store. Okay. You go up to that porch and read the plaque that's on the wall there. It tells you a little bit about Arson Pratt. He was, he was a mathematician, a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. He was also an astronomer. He was uh, on the leading edge of astronomers in the world in the 1840s, 50s, 60s. In fact, I've studied him a little bit. I think he gave Joseph Smith a few ideas. Yeah? (laughs) Good ones, I I hope. I think he got all of his ideas straight (laughs) from uh, our Heavenly Father. I think he got a few from Orson Pratt. Yeah. So if Dixie College is going to change its name, I want them to change it to Orson Pratt University. How much fun could we have with (laughs) O-P-U? Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Let's uh, let's go to line, uh, back to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. What's, what, what's, uh, you got to be under your bonnet or are you just feeling good today? No, I was just wondering, you keep talking so much about how much you love America and everything. I do. What have, what have you done for America? What have you done yourself? What have I done about? for America? Well, let's see. I have never been to prison because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Uh, I stand for the national anthem and sing along when appropriate. I've raised five kids in this great country, and they are all, at least to this point, I have a couple that are, that are still teenagers, but they are, are uh, productive members of society who uh, have gotten educated, who are helping other people. I try to help other people when I can. I try to have a radio show that is kind and not mean. Uh, what have you done for America? Well, I've just done a lot of things you haven't done. I, I was, you know, the last time I asked Mike McGarry what he did, he he could, he was completely lost. He says, I was a Boy Scout leader. And I thought, boy, that's really, that's really something. And I don't see anything that you've done that you've had to give up time. I noticed you didn't go in the service or well, anything. And that's just what I was, I was just wondering what you have done for America. Are, are you a parent? Are you a parent? Do you have kids? Let me let me tell you something, son. <laughs> That's children older than you. Okay, awesome. Are they good people? Right. Are they productive people? I think that they would outshine your children any day of the week. Okay, well, this isn't a bragging war. I'm just asking you questions. Uh, so, do you are you proud of your work that you did as a parent? Were you there for them? Did you help raise them? Did you teach them right from wrong? Oh, absolutely. You know, one's a CPA. One's a school teacher and another one's a civil engineer. So awesome. I, think I that, did okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you consider that service to yeah. your country, service to your fellow and a, man? And a couple of them went in the service, and I went in the service, and I—that's what I call being a great American—is um, is taking a stand, uh, uh, bearing arms, and I see this—you know—this. Uh, Trump and Limbaugh and that whole group, you know, they just, 
they irritate me when they talk about how great of Americans they well, were. Well, so what do you want America to be? What, what do you want America? To, if you well, don't no, like, no, I'm, you didn't let you didn't let me finish. Well, I'm. Those, I'm guys were, those guys were draft dodgers, and there's nothing more offensive to me than a guy like uh, Donald Trump who said, "Yeah." I uh, I was, but he supports the military. He supports the police. PDs at that time. Okay, you okay? He did some things bad in his past, but he supports yeah. the military now. Don't wouldn't you rather have a, a president that supports the military than someone like Joe Biden who would just assume that, that we didn't have a military? Uh, you don't know what's going on. With all right, I've had enough. Of you. I, they, they calls about once a week or so, and he's full of bull. And uh, all right, caller, you're on with Andy. What's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Good. What's what's going on? Good. Hey, just a little concern. Uh, and it's a Facebook post, so who knows the validity of it. Right. But it uh, says that uh, tomorrow Black Lives Matter is meeting here to see how much support they can conjure up in this community. Yeah. I. You know what? I saw that post. I saw that post, too, and I, I decided I was going to ignore it because, I. number one, like you said, it's Facebook. Who knows if it's true? And number two... I, I feel like if we give them any air time, that's, that's what they want. So, but, but what are your thoughts? Well, I just hope that what is happening in Portland and stuff is not working its way here. Yeah. A uh, little bit concerned. You know, I think with the mayor and the police chief and, you know, what started out as a BLM movement or whatever has, has moved into a different direction. I think they got caught up in something. But the problem is, when the pictures go out there, yeah. and this uh, Marxist movement's looking for sympathizers, that's uh, what we call them in the military, and they see a police chief, oh, he's got a knee down, he might believe in our cause. Let's go into that city, we might have a mayor and a police chief there that are following our cause. Yeah. I don't believe that's the case personally, but that's what happens. And now we might be fighting a battle that we didn't want to come to our front doorstep. And uh, I don't know, just want to throw those thoughts out there. Yeah, no. Hopefully I, it's not true that they're coming here, but it does concern me. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. I, You know, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think sometimes perception is reality. I don't think John Pike is real well i know he's not supportive of the violence that's been going on and i don't think he's real supportive of blm i think he was trying to throw an olive branch out there uh and same with the with chief whitehead i think they were trying to throw an olive branch out there and say look uh, you know we, we want you're, you're welcome here as long as it's peaceful uh but when you know when you get uh, there's a picture of you kneeling or there's a picture of you with the controversial sign holding a sign uh, I could see where, you know, they, they might be a little encouraged by that and go, hmm, maybe, maybe this is a place that will welcome us. All right, uh, got to take another short commercial break. Uh, we'll take your calls. To, if you're on hold or you're calling, please try. Again, I don't, uh, don't want to bail on you, but I do need to uh, pay the bills or that meeting I have with the boss here in about the 10 minutes is going to be worse than you might think. Uh, Joe, Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant. His uh, specialty is customer service. And really, isn't that what you need out of a loan officer? Yeah, you want the good rates. Yeah, you want to be organized and having everything together. But what you, what you really need is for that uh, loan officer to communicate with you all the way. Where's my loan at? What, what papers do I need? Where do I have to be? What do I need to do? How much money do you need? What's the rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's Joe Shoney's specialty. Give him a call today at 435-590-6300. 
He has uh, average 4.92 out of five stars with nearly 500 reviews online. So uh, give Joe Shoney a call today. 435-590-6300. Welcome back to the show. The time is drawing down. i got about five minutes left, so let's go right to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Morning, Andy. Hey, what's up? PGIF. Yes, for sure. So, I was tuned in a little late, so I don't know if you discussed this, these prima donna st- sports stars and all yeah. uh, this crap going on with, what was the NBA deal? They took three days off and then yeah, they, yeah, they did two days off, the NBA. They didn't, didn't play on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure if they're playing today. I know the Jazz, they're talking about pushing the Jazz game now back to Sunday. Uh, so, uh, but I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was Shapiro did a bit on uh, on LeBron James yesterday, and just like you have no, here's a guy who's a multi multi millionaire, and yeah, he sees an opportunity when he saw one, and he was you know God given talent helped too, but uh, he has no concept of what it's like to be a black man in America. He has a his only concept is what's it like to be a rich black man in America. Exactly, and then this deal with the soccer heads. Yeah. You know, I don't blame that owner for being upset because my son kind of connected to it, you know, and he has to hire all these vendors to show up. And if no fans show up, he has to eat that. So yeah, I can see why he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, he's, his name is, by the way, his name is uh, Deloy Hansen. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah. That's- yeah, De- Deloy Hansen. And here's a guy who, you know, he's – Say what you want about soccer. He's put a lot of money into promoting soccer in the state of Utah. And like you said, he he sticks his neck out there every time there's a game because he invests a lot of money, and there's got to be fans in the stands if he's going to make any of that back. You know, and all these people, I don't know, they're all millionaires, and they haven't got a clue, you know. And then we got a jazz guy who needs to shut his mouth to you a little bit, I think. But uh, Yeah, I think so, too. I'm about throwing the towel with everything, with sports. I will, I will say this. I watched the first Jazz game back, the restart. I watched the first one, and, and Black Lives Matter was on almost every commercial, and it was on the floor, and they had all these weird you know, sayings on their back of their jerseys, and I didn't watch them again. I have not, I have not watched one second of any NBA since that game. Well, I just follow on the your guys' updates in the morning if they won or lost, but I can care less now. I just hope they hell with them. Hey, have a good day. All right, thanks for calling. Caller, you're on. Uh, you're on. We're down to about three minutes. What's on your mind? Well, a uh, little bit earlier you were talking about how Trump has an ego and things, which I agree, he does. He does have an uh, arrogance to him. Yeah. But one thing I, you know, one of the reasons why I can see that he does, especially when it comes to his politics, one thing we forget, he used to be a Democrat, and he used to be in the circle among all those New Yorkers and he used to donate to all of them. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he has a decent understanding of what their views really are, not what they put out to the public, but what their views really are. And so when he came into the the political field, I think that he knew exactly what he was fighting against. And since he knows these things, yeah, he has a bit of an arrogance because he has the ability to say, I know what I'm fighting against and yeah. I know what I need to do. Probably so, a sense I, of urgency, too, along with that ego, right? Absolutely. That's my thought on it. I, like, I agree with you. I, I think he does have an arrogance, and sometimes he opens his mouth, but most <laughs> of the time he's right. Yep, we may not right. like what he says, but most of the time he's right. You're right. He, he does. Thanks. 
Mama, Mama always said, if you ain't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that, uh, that is not Donald Trump. If he doesn't have something nice to say, it's because he sees a problem and he calls them out on it. That's, that's very East Coast, by the way. My, my wife is an Easterner. She's not that way, but her mother was. She was very bold. And, I mean, if she thought you shouldn't eat anymore, she'd say, why are you eating that? Aren't you full? What's wrong with you? And I remember once she called me out, I was swinging one of my kids by their arms. And she's like, you're going to get my torn shoulder. And I read a thing on the Internet. And, yeah, bless her soul. She's passed away, and we loved her. She was just very bold. All right, we got time for one more call. Caller, you got about a minute. What's up? Okay, so... You know, people like to uh, talk about Trump, and they don't like him because of his words he uses or how he uses them. You mm-hmm. know, but the definition a definition of arrogance is offensively display of superiority or self-importance, overbearing pride. Now, if you look at the definition of confidence, full trust, belief in powers, trustworthiness, reliability of the person or thing. I believe he's a man of confidence. That's how he walks. I don't think he's uh, arrogant in the in and how people say it. You know. Um, you know, he uh, commands power when he walks into a room because of not his greatness as a, a man, but who he stands for and what he does for others. Well said. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, we're down to the final minute today. Uh, yeah, you know, I, maybe arrogance isn't the right word. Maybe he is uh, supremely confident. That's a good word for it. And like I said, he's very East Coast. You, I mean, we're, we're pretty sensitive out here in the West. And when, you know, when, when, we see something about someone, we'll dance around the truth and, and maybe try to hint or be subtly find a way to tell them things, and then <clears throat> and, and they may or may not get the point. Donald Trump, uh, very New Yorker, very East Coast, says, I, hey, I see that, I think it's wrong, and, and this is why I think that. And you definitely know where you stand with him, no matter who you are and uh, where you are. Uh, again, uh, the poll the poll question today, uh, and I think I think I'm going to find a way to get this on the website today. Is uh, do you know anyone with COVID nineteen personally? Do you know anyone? Uh, do you know anyone who died from COVID nineteen? And were you were you ever around them? Was there any close contact? Uh, the question for most the answer for most people is no, nope, 